He's like the wind through my tree. She rides the night next to me. She leads me through moonlight, only to burn me with the sun. She's taking my heart. She doesn't know. I figure we'd give us some intro music because when I edit the show, go back and edit the show, I edit everything later. So there's yeah. kind of a detachment. Okay. So I want to try to incorporate it. It's healthy out of the show faster as well. Yeah, but this is the wrong, this music is to the wrong movie. But it's Patrick Swayze. Yeah. And that's what this movie is all about. The movie that we're talking about today. Well, that is just a wonderful movie in general. I don't know. You don't know. This, this might be one of the worst movies that we've watched so far. But it, it's it's known as a gloriously bad movie. But it's yeah. a bad movie that you like to watch. We did we did one, didn't we? We've done plenty of bad movies so far that people love to watch. Oh well, I don't know. Like Anaconda, it's one of those movies. No, Anaconda. Nobody likes watching Anaconda except for you. I've, You're the only one. No, this it's actually technically one of the most watched. Only because it was so cheap that it's on every cable channel. Just like this movie that we're covering today. Yeah, this one's on all the time, too. This is going to be a fun movie to cover. Perhaps. <laughs> no, it's going to be a wonderful movie to cover. Let's <laughs> There's some moments. But before, but before we get to Patrick Swayze's Roadhouse. 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 Uh, <clears throat> any last... Uh, uh, Thoughts about The Crow? Yeah, I've been giving it a lot of thought over the last, uh, how long has it been? Like a week or so since we did The Crow? Yeah. Yeah, so, it's been uh, about a week and a half. Well, yeah. you know, almost two weeks, yeah. Anyway, so I've given it a lot of thought, and um, that was definitely not the right song to play while they were driving down the street. The Big Empty? Yeah, not the right Jeez. song. I still haven't. It's... I don't know. Like, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I think it's... What, what do you think I'd rather have? Like a Smashing Pumpkin song? No, it should have been a lot, much more like heavy like, metal fired type. Up, because they're, fired up, They're fucking four but, like, but the crow's, vandals. But the Crow's soundtrack was alternative. It yeah. It was lithium. It wasn't heavy well, metal. Well, they had plenty of industrial... Mm. They could have yeah. gone with something yeah. like, like Ministry or something like that. It right. didn't matter. They, they could have just as easily <laughs> played Big Empty at another point yeah. in the movie. I don't have a problem with the song. I just had a, a problem with them listening to that song, driving down the road, because these are like supposed to be four badass like vandals mm-hmm. that are drugged out of their mind, and the Big Empty is what you're listening to. I don't know. Whatever. It's funny you mentioned like whatever happened to industrial. We didn't talk. We talked about. Listen, we talked about. It turned uh, into uh, BPM. BPM. Okay. Uh, really? I think so. I it, it seemed like that's like dinosaurs turning into birds. I could see re- relation, but really, I would say. I mean, it became everything became pussified around two thousand and two. 
Like it, it, you know, except for like the heavy, heavy hardcore nonsense. Yeah. That you can't. Yeah, it that sucks. shit, which you can't even it sucks. Listen just, to it's, it's too much. Nonsense. I mean, uh, 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 outside of that, like you know, look at look at some of the bands that and how they convert. Look at like No Doubt. No Doubt started more like oh, a yeah. punk band, <clears throat> yeah. and then they were singing all pop songs by two thousand and two. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Smashing Pumpkins was always kind of you know lighter alternative stuff. Uh, Green Day is another one where they went from you know Longview, which was much more punk in it, yeah. to. American Idiot, which was, oh, you know, we, we have to tell a story in our songs, and, and everything was a lot more poppy. Yeah. Um, everything kind of went in that direction. And then you had, like, an, an another invasion of boy bands in the early 2000s. Yeah, with, thank you for that. Which actually, actually started in, like, 98, 99 with the Backstreet Boys. Yeah, well, it's, that's what I meant. And now we have another, we have, like, another one of them, another renaissance of, like, every 10 years, I think we have a renaissance of boy bands. Well, I think so, and I think that you're also going to start seeing that general. The, the truth is, is that you're selling to 12-year-old girls. Okay, mm-hmm. so you have to sell a product that a 12-year-old girl will sell, will Correct. buy. Correct. So you know, four cute guys, they're gonna buy. Uh, the the badass girl, they're gonna buy that too. It's a shame those girls don't realize that the boys aren't interested in them. Uh, I need, no, I think what, two out of the <laughs> two out of the four weren't interested. That's for damn sure. <laughs> now JT, he was he was dropping loads everywhere, but wasn't he though? Oh man, that guy. But uh, come on, fat one and sachet. I don't think they were sachet. They were sachet uh, on out of here taking any girls back to the uh, hotel. No. No, but but overall, I still like the crow. Well, we're recording this on Thursday. Crow's coming out tomorrow. I just there's so much to edit in there because mm-hmm. we mentioned like 14 different songs. Dude, it was all about the music. I it, mean, we it, talked about the music. I mean, we talked about a lot. Put it this way: the first, it's three hours. And it's long. three hours long the before first, you add shit. The first hour and a half. Yeah, we only got up to the big empty part. I told you, I we spent. Three hours, we spent maybe an hour talking to the... Two hours in, you start hearing me say, we got to get back to yeah, the movie. Yeah, yeah. We got to get back to the movie. We got to get back to the movie. It didn't help that, so you know, like, we were Jesus. all drinking, and Scott was here with his SJW nonsense. <laughs> Man, about like an hour and 15 minutes in, you and I just like <laughs> assault him. <laughs> oh, okay, so... uh and then uh, let's see. <clears throat> so that that shows, it's, it's actually it was a really good episode. It's a, it was a really good episode. A little bit different. Um, is it really wasn't much to criticize? The Crow is a great movie. Looking back on it, it it's kind of gotten forgotten. Uh, I don't know if I could ever forget it. Well, I, it we might can't. Get, you and I can't forget something. A I lot think of people that in our generation where we were Gen Xers will never forget that movie. Okay, but. The millennials, I don't know that millennials ever appreciated it. No, I, what do millennials, uh, millennials appreciate anyway? They can't have their attention spans all four minutes. Uh, I, yeah, I think the length that's of why a YouTube video. Most of it's YouTube now. Yeah, you know, you a, get the YouTube and then YouTube stars. Yeah, Jesus Christ, I've never even heard of half these fucking no, people, have I. and they're getting shows on Netflix. It's like, yeah. what is going on? What is on? this nonsense? Yeah, that that stupid girl. Uh, they're all stupid. I don't know what her name is, but she just walks around and has an attitude the whole time. She got a show on Netflix. It was so fucking bad, dude. Yeah. They'll learn. 
They'll it, learn. And it, they all just bomb. Every time They'll, they give these they, kids something, it bombs. They will learn. They, the Nickelodeon kid, um, the one that was uh, oh, yeah. with John Cena, the Fred Fred guy or yeah. whatever the fuck his name is, yeah. that show was horrible. Yeah. The fucking movies they put out were horrible. And they realized this is just a dud. Garbage. It's just a dud, and that's it's all they have. Garbage. But yeah, the millennials, what do you expect from them? And of course, uh, your uh, meet and greet at the Essex Laser Tag, followed by the Horn and Horn Smorgasburg. How'd that work out? I got the, uh, I did receive a, a certified letter in the mail. Um, that kid looked like he was 18. Ooh. I did not know. Well, uh, his maybe, parents were not happy. Maybe the banana hammock unit hard wasn't a good idea. <laughs> I think we, we talked at length about that. Thought it would draw some publicity, but especially, you know, you're playing laser tag in it, and it's neon yellow. Yeah. Everybody can see you. Yep. And then, of course, I don't think they took kindly to it at the Horn and Horn Smorgasburg. You know, we went during senior hour. Uh, senior, yeah, senior hour. How was I to know? It was early dinner, at 4 o'clock. <laughs> so... But I didn't realize that that automatically meant 85 or older. <laughs> and you didn't shave either, did you? <laughs> you no. For, forgot to shave. Nope. It was a lot of hair. <laughs> <laughs> they were not too happy at that fucking salad bar, I can tell you that. Her, her stories about these 85-year-old women picking, picking hair out between their teeth or something. <laughs> Yeah, well, fuck them. So that was a fun trip in the middle of the night to Essex. And, of course, uh, you're, uh, you're going to be at the West Baltimore City Jiffy Lunette. <laughs> I'm not going. <laughs> fuck that. There's too many rats down there. <laughs> I'm not going. But It's, part it's infested. <laughs> it's infested. <laughs> you can't say that, but other people can say that. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. Dude, it's all... Hey, I'm... I, I'm all for it. <laughs> they're just, they don't realize it. They don't realize they're, it. Every single person that came out and bitched about it has been on, <laughs> is on camera or on audio tape saying the same shit. Just, just, just as far as I'm concerned. They even yeah. got, they even got Elijah, uh, uh, fucking Elijah Cummings, Elijah Cummings. <laughs> oh, talking trash about what I was saying. He said the same words. Yeah. It's uh, it's fantastic. It's I, insane. Just let them let them keep on saying it. Let her, you know. I could say things about certain GOP politicians in this state. Mm-hmm. Certain. There's plenty of them. I oh can talk yeah. About. No, I, yeah, I do not like most of them. Yeah, neither do I. They don't like me either, so no, no big deal. So so you're gonna be at West West Baltimore Jiffy Lube. No, I won't. I'm uh, not going. You're not. You're playing a different form of laser tag, though. Nope. Nope. Okay. Well, I'm well. not going. You can't make me. <clears throat> yeah. We'll have to talk about that off off the air. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was going to say something about being a kinder, gentler Jimmy, but I'm not going to do that. Yeah. What's that about? I don't know. I just kind of feel like I was being mean to everybody on the show for the past few months. And I oh, was, you have. But everybody just, on the show is me, asshole. Just, you know. <laughs> 
And, you know, making comments about our friends, you know, like Griffiths, who's going to be here in a couple weeks, uh, Demolition Man. We're going to have a full studio then. Okay. And uh, I, we haven't, I haven't uh, really ganged one, I'm sure. Well, if you go back, I've been very, very tentative to say anything about Brian or that's uh, going to be unleashed when he's here. Maybe, but it's different when they're here. No, it's. I have no problem saying shit to Scott when he's sitting here. Yeah, or to Brian when he's sitting here. Right. Yeah, but I'm not going to talk about him behind their back. We don't. We we say it on the radio. I started an entire freaking network so I could do that. (laughs) Yes. You threw Timmy under the bus. No, we, we got that. <coughs> we say it on the air. More, well, we, yeah, but they aren't here to uh, combat that, so I, I, I don't feel it's appropriate. They're big boys. They're 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 men, and they're still doing a good job over there at Red Maryland. Yeah, and that, Greg you know, and Brian. We'll we'll definitely promote that at the end of this show as we introduce. Is it RedMaryland.com? RedMaryland.com. Yeah, they they um, do plenty of stuff for Baltimore. So they do. They anytime you hear that the GOP has given up on Baltimore, you know, all you have to do is check out redmaryland.com. They've been going for 10 years strong. There now. you go. There you go. And that's the God's honest truth. That's that's us being genuine. So we'll cut that off right now and we'll go back to shitting on them. Yeah, that's okay. what we do the best. Um So yeah, so we got that covered and uh which brings us to the movie, which brings us to the Roadhouse. Road, uh, and, and as you watch this movie, and we'll get to Patrick Soyuz in a second, I think as you watch this movie, it's a quintessential 80s movie, too. Just It is. And we'll get to... It's, you know what's funny? Oh. Is that we everybody has a memory of the 80s, okay? But what they don't realize is that memory that they have of the 80s was like 87, 88, 89. Mm-hmm. Like that... Personality that that fluorescent neon yes, the malls shit, the malls all yeah. that was not early eighties no the early eighties none of that shit really existed no. I mean it, it was kind of coming up it was a transitionary period you're moving from the disco the soft rock of the seventies yeah and then you you're introduced to like the journey um, that, that that early eighties that, I don't even know what you call it. Like it's well, a, they call it Yacht Rock. Yacht Rock. Because that's essentially what it is. I mean, you have the bridge, then you had Yacht Rock. Yeah, the bridge and the But, rock, you yeah. know, you also had a change from, like, the heavier metal types music uh, of the harder rock, mm-hmm. like Led Zeppelin and mm-hmm. uh, uh, Black Sabbath, and you moved into the hair bands of, like, Poison yeah. and Ozzy on his own, which was definitely, there was no bass in fucking Ozzy's music whatsoever, even though, except for a couple songs, right. which I would love. But, you know, it was that kind of music. And, and everything was kind of shifting. Mm-hmm. But what we think of as the 1980s, anytime that you're seeing, like, the Rubik's Cube, when the hell did the Rubik's Cube come out? Like, 1986? I'm not sure, but not I sure guarantee either. it wasn't 1980. Uh, you know, so most of that stuff, even the, Reagan, the Reaganomics and all that mm-hmm. stuff, really didn't start kicking in until about 84, 85-ish. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, the whole yuppie movement and everything else really kind of kicked in around 85, 86. And that that outlook, that that outfits, the look, yeah. that personality Back to the future, didn't really show up until you got into the late 80s in yeah. movies. Yeah. That's where you really started seeing it. 
um, and especially in this fucking movie. Now, before we even get into the movie, which is Roadhouse. Roadhouse. Um, let me ask you a straight-up question. Do you think Roadhouse is an action film, a thriller, or a chick flick? I think it is... I, the, 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 the movie takes a dark turn. <laughs> we'll just say that. But I don't think it's obvious to anybody. So the first half, I'd say, is a pure action movie. Okay. All right. Then, like, the... I don't want to give away... I don't want to give away until we get there, even though some people have seen it already. But then there's this certain event um, that it's almost like he transforms into a werewolf, but it's very subtle. Okay. It's very subtle. Like, it just goes to a dark place. Yeah. Um, a goofy dark place, if I can say that. So I Yeah, yeah, but I think I think my... Okay, and, and I believe, even if you look at the intentions of the filmmakers, mm -hmm. I would go with it being a chick flick. I can uh, see that. I they guess. took all... They had lots of violence in the movie, and that's kind of <laughs> why it's, be turned, it's turned into, like, a cult classic that a lot of people love. Love it. Okay, but the truth of the matter is... They were selling Patrick Swayze, mm -hmm. who had just came off of Dirty Dancing. Yeah, two just years about to do fucking Ghost. Yeah, it's all about two big hits from the eighties. I mean, two huge hits from the eighties. He had three back-to-back -back movies. I mean, he turned down Predator Two. Mm. He turned down um, uh, what was the other one? He turned down. It was another Joel Silver's movie, and I can't think of what it is off the top of my head. But he he turned down two big roles to go and do Ghost because he had hurt his knee while doing yeah. Roadhouse. Yeah. But the thing was, was like he made the perfect choices, and he and it was three chick flicks back to back. But people don't think of him, don't think of Roadhouse as a chick flick. If you look at the fact that there was a lot of violence, I get that's why a lot of people don't look at it that way. Mm. But Every other fucking scene, he's, like, taking his shirt off. Uh, he's got the feathered hair. He's got this it's a mullet. douchey personality, which we'll get into later as we get into it. What, yeah, but the mullets were big then, man. Like, 1989 was mullet fucking season. Because that was mullet right season. before you got into the, you know, the Gen X crowd that turned around and, and was wearing just long-ass mm -hmm. hair. Or shaving their head, that which was kind of like what came in 1994, 95 right. time frame. But um, at that point in time, that you know, the business up front, party in the back, that was the fucking hair dude back then. Mm -hmm. So anyway, you have all that. Plus, the filmmakers themselves pulled out a lot of the violence. There was a lot, you know, they cut back the fight scenes. Mm -hmm. First off, the original cut of this movie apparently was three hours and 20 minutes Good long. God, and this is already a long movie as it is. Yeah, it's an hour and 56 minutes long, yeah. which is crazy if yeah. you think of action movie. Yes. Okay, action movies, you're looking for 90 to 100 minutes for an action <clears throat> film um, because you want to hit hard and move. If it's a thriller, that you're right in that time frame for a thriller, but the problem is there's no... There's Mystery. No, it, there's yeah, no there's, turn. There's no, no swerve. So you can't really say it's a thriller, even though it's listed as a thriller. It doesn't. There's no swerve. You know what's fucking happening from the start. You know where it's going, and you know how it's going to end. There, you know, other than maybe one or two things that they kind of throw at you, you know, and the personality change that you were kind of alluding to, but you know, overall though, 
it's all about and and you know from some of the things like you're you were going to get into a little later mm-hmm. with the the pickup truck full of women showing up at the fucking place and you know yeah. not being able to shoot certain scenes because women were on rafts going down the fucking <laughs> river behind them uh, you know, things like that were happening because Patrick Swayze was the biggest swinging dick in the world biggest in 1989. Jesus Christ. Women were creaming their jeans just at the poster. It yes. was insane. Yeah. So, you know, you have to take that, all that into account. And then you have to look at that 320 dropping down to 156. Mm. Most of the shit they were cutting was violence. Mm-hmm. They cut a ton of violence out of this movie, just like The Crow. They cut a ton of, uh, they had like extra storylines that were surrounding alternate characters, like the, the waitress, who's kind of the premier waitress in the place. Yeah, she, the one she that sings, sings the song sings, at yeah, one point in time. She kind of disappears. Right. So she had a much bigger storyline. Yeah, I can see um, that. Then, uh, 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 I want to say Sam Neill. That's not his name. Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott. Uh, Sam Elliott's character had much more of a backstory that they kind of just cut all that shit out of the story. So they just surrounded the whole movie on him. It's Mm -hmm. all Patrick Swayze from start to finish. And, you know, that's why I'm just like, this is a chick flick. It's a chick flick from start to finish. It is a movie to make women cream in their fucking pants. I I cannot argue with you at that point. And I I just want to say, you, you missed... You missed the movie earlier on, which was The Outsiders. Well, I, there I, was The Outsiders and there was Red Dawn. Red, oh, Red Dawn. I just you didn't know. think to me, The Outsiders was like his... Like his that was his breakout that role. That was his breakout role. But Red Dawn was a big role Red for him, Dawn, too. Yeah. Uh, he was huge in the... Just huge. But, but Dirty Dancing is what oh. put him oh. on another level. We're I mean, it wasn't even fucking next close. year probably at this time. <laughs> so you know that that alone just it, it just put him in somewhere else. But I'm having the time of my life. And um, before we, Mika sings that to me every night. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> well, not every night anymore, but <laughs> yeah, maybe once a month. Yeah, pretty much. Um, <laughs> so uh, the other thing is uh, that I wanted to point out about this movie. There's other movies. This this movie is it's not an original concept whatsoever. Oh, it's all okay. cliches. There, well, it's cliche, sure, but you had another movie that came out right around the same time called Digstown. Digstown. Wait a minute, wasn't that a little bit after? It was a little bit after this one. Yeah. Um, yeah. With James Woods and, and uh, uh, Louis Gossett Jr. Yeah, the boxing movie where they're doing boxing and yeah. basically they go into a small town. The guy owns the whole town. Yes. They're all based off of the same premise that came out. Uh, of another movie that was remade called Walking Tall, which originally came out in the 1970s. Yeah, and the remake has Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Right, which is an excellent movie. The original, I actually like the remake more, but I like The Rock, so uh, I think he he comes off a little more realistic Mm -hmm. um, than the original movie did. Uh, But they're all that same concept where a guy is, you know, owns the town and you know, this person's cut, this one man is coming in and yeah, he's going to save everybody. It's, it's a storyline. Right. It's a the lot, same story. story line, there's four times. stories in the world. There's four stories that are told in different days in the world. It depends on when the, the, uh, the, the if it's anti-hero hero, what happens to hero when he faces a, a, a it's, uh, there's a whole science to it. There's four stories in the world. Just retold. 
but this is a, a Hollywood cliche. Small town. The boss owns it. Well, yeah, and it's small southern town because that's always the way it is. That's right. Uh, it's always a, some wooded town in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> that's the way all these movies are. They're, yes. It's very cliche. With, with no paved roads, apparently. And then, um, so anyway, that leads us to the beginning Roadhouse. of Roadhouse. So we're introduced with the, the that, that, that music that, uh, what kind of music would you, like it's a mixture of hillbilly, Well, you know what's funny? As I, soon as I saw that guy, the guy who's singing, okay, it's like a hillbilly well, rock. Type he's not in the first scene, the blind guy? No, 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 no. Oh. I'm talking about the very first band. Uh-huh. As soon as I saw him, I knew right away that it was the lead singer from uh, Dust Till Dawn. The yeah. vampire movie. He's the lead singer of a Los German. Lobos or some bullshit Lost, like yeah, that. I thought that was or Ron German. It's some weird band name. And time. in this one, it's a different band name. But I looked it up because I had to know. And it was. It was definitely the same guy. So I was like, oh, that's fucking cool. But, um, yeah, he just has that little bit part there. But, yeah, he looks a little bit like a Spanish Ron Jeremy. Spanish Ron Jeremy. That's you know. Cool. That's what I was thinking. So, so you got this music going on in the outside scene of this, this random Bars. I don't yeah, know, I think it was called the, ta- the something stand. Something like that. You know, just your your rough and tumble bar. I, what can you say? Well, no, this was a clean cut. This oh, was, was, this was all I'm swanky sorry. I'm looking. sorry, I'm thinking of Double Deuce. The yeah, Double Deuce double is later. Deuce. So, uh, this, this uh, limousine pulls up, and out, se- out steps out this uh, guy wearing a polo. This right. actor, it threw me off at first, whenever you see this, because that actor who plays... This this uh the, the double deuce bar owner right he's usually a bad guy yeah he's usually he's a total so asshole stereotype so typecast and it it's we it, it you're right on with that because as soon as I saw him it, I can't remember his name it's like Tom Lichke or something yeah. like that um as soon as I saw him you always think of him as a bad guy yes every yes. fucking movie yes. he's ever in he's a total asshole yes and yet for and it's very difficult to like. The whole time you're just waiting for him to just totally fuck everybody yes. over. But he doesn't, of course, because he's kind of the the good. He's, yeah, it's you it's know. so weird. It's like like Sean Bean these days. Sean Bean is usually the bad guy, right? But when you see him in like Game of Thrones, it's kind of jarring. Yeah. yeah anyway, so <clears throat> so you got this honky tonk music. I don't even know what kind of music. This southern rock honky tonk music in the background, and the bolo guy. He's walking through this crowd of bar. I mean, it is, it is the happening place to be. Yeah, and it, all it, I wrote about this, by the way, is that the outfits scream late 80s yuppie. Doesn't it? That with the, yeah. the bolo. The bolo the just... The bolo yeah. tie. His, well, it's not just the bolo tie. It's the suit. <laughs> if you look at the suit, he's wearing a shiny suit. Mm-hmm. Like one of those ones where if you look at it in a certain light, it looks a little purple. And ah, yes. I'm like, oh yes, my God, this yes. is so fucking... <laughs> Just, and then every woman is with, with the big poofy oh, hair big and old the big tits, just freaking huge ass tops and titties everywhere. Walker, it was just, I mean, it was it, it is so eighties. It's so ridiculous. And then there's fluorescent everywhere. Yes, that's especially full, when you're looking at the neon, dancing, yeah, like neon, neon fluorescent. It's screaming. It's, remember, well, yeah, I keep saying fluorescent, but neon, neon is what I, I mean. When I first joined Valleys back in '94, there was still like carryover from the late '90s. They had like just neon lights, you know, the gym, the way, and that's how they were back in the day. The Valleys in the '80s, just neon everywhere, everywhere. Yeah. I mean, you couldn't take a piss in a urinal. I've had a urinal and like that curse of neon <laughs> pointing down. Like, hey! Of course, they were all snorting coke in there as well. Right. There was a there was a neon coke dispenser. Of on course, the- there was. Seriously, I mean, gyms back in the day in the eighties were a place to hang out. 
because they actually have bars in those valleys. What yeah, can, yeah. Now there? they have juice bars that yeah. used to be real bars. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, thanks, millennials. Yeah, fucking that up. <laughs> and you don't even go in there and lift weights. I think you just go in there for the, the wheatgrass. So, oh, God. <clears throat> what's wrong? No, the wheatgrass. I was just, wheatgrass. I was just pronouncing it. So, so as the bolo guy is going through this bar where he's saying, you know, the big hair, the titties, then we see Patrick Swayze, who, who looks like he's having a moment of his Tourette's. Yeah. With his, I don't get this. Like his head is doing like jerking upwards. The yeah, music. it's like you can't you can't really like groove to the music. You're like jerking your head to the music, <laughs> like you got some kind of freaking tick. Yeah, exactly. You look like a tick. Yeah. <clears throat> and then uh, then uh, <clears throat> as you're going through the bar, you see this one table where there's a hundred. I, I don't understand the scene. I don't think anybody else does. Where a hundred dollars slap on the table. Yeah. The, the knife goes to the hundred dollar bill, and this guy, <laughs> there is no listen. The Me Too movement nowadays. Complete opposite, because this guy proceeds to kick the girl off the, the girl off the store or something. Right. She falls off, and this this big scuffle happens, and that's when Swayze has to step in. Right. And he's like, you know, you, all right, enough of this. Um, <clears throat> Swayze gets swiped with the blade. <laughs> he turns his back to the guy who has the blade. Right. And of course, you'll see this throughout the entire. All these guys look like. Like, it's just a bunch of white guys mm-hmm. with big poofy hair. It's, yeah. a, it's generic it's 80s ge- bad guys. Generic. It reminds me, I've mentioned it before, of those guys in the parking lot waiting for Hulk Hogan. Yeah. No holds barred. Exactly. But it's everybody. Yeah. Everyone and in this movie. They're cookie cutter with the big hair, the mullet, quaff. The cum. only the only one that's not is Terry Funk. <laughs> and we'll get to him we'll get later. To Terry Funk. <laughs> Because he's truck. still just <laughs> hillbilly <laughs> badass man. Exactly, exactly. Well, then there's the other, the fat guys too. But that's later on. So this is he turns around, he gets slashed with the blade, and then he's like, "We need to fight." So then, of course, he outsmarts the guy. He's just like, "Out, we'll do it outside." And as soon as he walks outside, he's like. He turns around and walks back now, in. You're missing a big point here is Patrick Swayze's parachute pants. Oh, yeah. Which dude. which could like a hide an entire caravan of migrants. They were really big. Coming up from South America. They, they were they were almost as big as MC Hammer, okay? They could. Timmy could carry a torch for these people underneath those pants. They still wouldn't catch fire. Follow me, my friends. You're not illegal. It's just, yeah, it's. It, yeah. Big. I mean, these fans are huge. They are. They were really big, which he does kind of get away from that later on. Uh, not initially, but like eventually, I think he's wearing some jeans. Um, you know, because I guess that's more manly. More manly. I don't know. So he's got to stitch himself up. He didn't even like register the knife wound. Didn't even register to him. No. You know, he, no, he just he just no sold that shit. My name is Tills. And then we get our first uh, bit of homoerotic, uh, homoeroticness here, where he's in his bag, he's got his shirt off. I told you, almost every scene, every other scene, he's got his fucking shirt off. Yeah, I'm not sure why you've noticed that, but he's stitching himself up, and then here comes Bolo Guy. Mm -hmm. You're sizing him up, and you find out here that Swayze's character, 
Dalton, what is his Dal- name? John Dalton. Dalton. John Dalton is a, is a, like a cooler. He goes, the, he's like the, one of the best coolers in America. He's, he's in charge that. of balance of the bars to make sure that these bars don't get out of control. And, of course, this is the Complete. first time that you hear the stupid callback joke of... You know, I thought you'd be bigger. They say it three times in the movie. They also say it three times in the trailer. <laughs> I'm just like, oh my god, this they yeah. this is not a selling point, guys. No, no. I thought you'd be bigger. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so, um, anyway, so 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 he offers them a job at the Double Deuce in Kansas City. Swayze out asks for a lot of damn money, like. Yeah, it did seem like a lot. Five yeah. grand and what, like five hundred a night yeah. or something? Yeah. I mean, Jesus, that's a lot of money back then. You know, you figure in a month's time. You know, he's wor- That's the other problem I have with this movie. He never seems to sleep. He no. only seems to get tired maybe once. You only see him sleeping like one time, and I have no idea when that actually occurs because it's nighttime. But he works at a bar till at least two a.m. Mm-hmm. So when the hell is he sleeping? He's a vampire. It's just he seems like he's always awake. He's a vampire. He should have been a Lost Boys. Yeah, he should have. And I'm being serious. He should have been a Lost Boys, which is a great movie. God damn, it is a good movie. No, anyway, go uh, anyway, so so he ends up going. He he ends up going out to um, Kansas City beforehand. He ends up giving this crappy car that he's driving to just some Joe homeless guy on the streets. Which apparently was a Buick. A Buick, something like that. I, don't I, I can't remember what kind it was, but it was the Bu- he gets a Buick, and then later on he gets another Buick. Yeah. One was like a 67, and the other one was a 68. Yeah. And apparently the 67 was the only year that they did the clamshell the lights, headlights. Yeah. So, or the 68 was the only year that they did it. I don't know. I looked it up. It, yeah. I was like, okay. That's it's just some weird thing because, of course, that one scene where he's like, you know, for a good fuck call, <laughs> he changes it to it for a good Buick call. Good, yeah. <laughs> Which is just like, okay, what is the obsession with Buick? I just They probably paid some money for the, the spot. So he ends up unveiling this Mercedes Benz, <laughs> like in this warehouse that he, he, he owns and drives it to, off to uh, Kansas City. And you, you tell me. Okay, I don't, I don't know. All I know is that it looked like the faggiest car in the world. Two snaps and wipe your mouth. I say that with all due respect. That's okay. We, we, we're not, we don't play that game anymore. Um, it's just, it's, it's a light blue Mercedes Benz. Again, the homo, it, there's, the you're homo expecting erotic. You're expecting like the cool, like, yeah, you like know, a, almost like the Firebird or Porsche yeah, or something, like something that. with balls. Instead, it's a Mercedes. Maybe it's part of the Homo Rock agenda they had here. You have to ask Scott next time you see him. I don't. Him. I didn't catch a lot of Homo Rock, so I'm not sure what you're going for. What do you mean? Two minutes ago, you said there's a lot of Homo Rock in this film. No, I didn't. What are you talking about? Anyway, <laughs> uh, good to know. As you mentioned this earlier, but in the filming of this movie, a pickup truck containing a group of middle-aged. Bl- <laughs> this is the best part. Middle-aged. Blonde, not teen, like not teeny boppers, not tw- middle-aged blonde women <laughs> attempted to drive right up to Swayze's trailer to meet the actor. 
<laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I don't I don't think I'd want that much attention. Middle age. <clears throat> the thing about the middle aged women all got together. Like we're gonna get together. We're we're gonna get in the back of this flatbed. Yeah, but you middle age is probably like thirty. Oh, here. Yeah, eighty-seven. I'm thinking. Well, I'm. I would bet that they were like thirties. They were mostly all in their late twenties, probably divorced, to early twenties. That they're going to try gang reps, gang rate, one hundred twenty yeah. pounds, Swayze. Yeah, they were going for some. <laughs> they were, they were. Um, so this is so. So we are. We are then introduced the double deuce, and this scene right here contains double deuce. So much goodness in this. Scene. Yeah, this scene. There's so much goodness. So he pulls up the double deuce. There isn't even a neon sign on the outside at no. this point. It's just like painted on double deuce. Yeah. There's a biker gang out in the. In it the looks like a goddamn barn. barn. It looks like a barn. And it's just, he pulls his Mercedes up to the parking lot. It's a dark parking lot. It's full. There's a biker gang that makes fun of his Mercedes. Yeah. And he has. Well, his, it's because it's a feminine. It's feminine. Yeah. It's feminine. So uh, he walks into this bar, and then I don't even. As you're walking through the bar, it's just it is. It is a what do you call it? Honky tonk. It just it's, it is. It's a honk, it is. It's a honky tonk. So there's it's, a, it's it's basically the scene from the Blues Brothers. Yes. Uh, you know they or have the chicken the wire. Bar. The chicken wire. Uh, uh, a stage up front where they're you know tossing beer bottles at the freaking singers and shit. Yeah. I mean that's it's basically a recreation of that scene from the Blues Brothers. Or no holds barred that bar they yeah, went there exactly like that. You're right. It's, Those hold bars. So no it's like holds barred. Every stereotypical mid '80s, late '80s white bad guy is in this is in this scene. Even in the dance floor, there's some guy just dancing without a shirt. It's like the entire time, and he's well behaved, which makes it funny. The it, there, there's a lot of weirdness in this scene, mm. but right off the bat, the first person that you really see is Terry. <laughs> Terry Funk, Funk. <laughs> Terry Funk, and who's the bouncer there? You at this see point? him initially, and you're just like, you're, "Is that Terry Funk?" Yeah, that's what I was like. Is that Terry? Because you're used to seeing Terry Funk as like skinny mm-hmm. and old. Yes. And this is back when Terry Funk was still badass he had and some muscles. Big yeah. and wearing the freaking uh, big ass white cowboy boots. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, it was it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. So, but um, but he's but I love Terry Funk. I yeah. don't know how you can not love, you Terry, love Funk. Terry Funk. He's a, just a ridiculous old man. <laughs> He's uh, Swayze's uh, introduced to, to him because he's like one of the bouncers. And he's like, "Who are you?" And he's like, "He's in awe when he finds out who he is," which doesn't make sense later on in the movie for other reasons. I don't think he, that Funk was in awe of him. Wasn't it Funk? No, Funk was. Everybody else was in awe oh, of him. Funk, Funk walked up to him and said, "If you ain't drinking, you need to get out." Oh, okay. Well, mistake. I'm but mistaken. no, uh, the bartender chick. Oh, yeah, that's right. She was the first one to realize, and then she starts kind of running around around and telling telling everybody. That he's here. Right. So, yeah, Swayze walks up to the bar. They ask what he wants to drink. And he's standing there. Standing there, looking around. Against a pole. Against a pole. That apparently said Buddy's Pole or something nonsense, because that was his nickname, Buddy. Buddy. I don't know. That's just some stupid shit on IEM. So as as he's standing up there, this girl walks up and orders a vodka, a vodka on the rocks. Yeah. 
<laughs> the best lines. Again, random bad bad guy, white guy. I mean, yeah, random white guy, bad guy. Up at the bar says something along the lines of, uh, hey, vodka rocks. Let's put our nipples together. Vodka rocks. You got it, baby. Hey, vodka rocks. What do you say you and me get nipple to nipple? I can do that without you. Just, just, nipple to nipple, I get yeah. The, let's get nip to, nipple to nipple. nipple it's like, to, what the fuck does that even mean? It's, I mean, it's 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 awesome. Um, you know, they're throwing beers at the band, and they throw they throw the guy down. Well, that's the other issue. Like, there is no way. Have you ever tried to throw a beer bottle? Like nowadays, you can't even fucking find a beer bottle anymore in no. a bar. No, but have you ever tried to like break a beer bottle? It ain't gonna break no. the way that it breaks in the no. scene. Like they are lit. Like they're close. There's a one scene where it, one of the people just has the a beer bottle and just barely like drops it on somebody's head and it explodes. Like you know, so you know it's all sugar glass because yeah. this is just insane it the is. way that these things are just exploding all over the place. It's just it, well, yeah, and it, it gets really bad. As Swayze goes up, he knows the he knows the the blind guitar player. Yeah, his he, name is Jeff Healy. Jeff Healy of the um, Jeff Healy band. The yeah, the Jeff Healy no. cover band. It, no, he's not a cover band. They did covers in this movie, yeah. but he actually let me see. I wrote you it. Got down. your notes. Yep, yep. Give me a second. Jeff Jeff Healy had ret, ret, uh, retino plat. Oh, Jesus, retinoblastoma. And had to have his eyes removed when he was 18 months old. Wow. Uh, he had. He is also a one-hit wonder with the song Angel Eyes. Angel Eyes. I think I remember that. You song. would trust me. As soon as I I was I looked it up and I'm like, oh shit. Okay, I remember this song. So you'll you'll recognize it almost immediately. Yeah. I, I, <clears throat> but I found it kind of ironic that he was a one-hit wonder with a song called Angel Eyes, and he's blind. Hmm. So, thought that was weird. Anyway, um, yeah, so he knows, it, in the movie, he's, I think his name is Dean or some shit like that, mm-hmm. and uh, Swayze goes up and starts fucking with him, and, you know. Girl, you're looking oh, yeah. That's him. And this song was definitely one he wanted to. Did he have an operation or something? No, those are fake eyes. Oh. They took his eyes out oh, so and replaced them with fake eyes. Man, this, this was in a bunch of proms. Yeah. Bunch of proms. <laughs> that is, yeah, that's a very, that's definitely a prom song. Okay, anyway. So Swayze, thank you for that. Okay. Um, <laughs> so Swayze and you know he, oh no, you're the blah blah blah. This is the best. What happens next is glorious. <clears throat> what happens? So there is a. Well, are you talking about the Coke deal? 
No, not the Coke deal. I didn't mention. I didn't even mention that in the write up. So oh, the, the okay. one of the waitresses sells Coke out right. of the brawl. Uh, then the the yeah the next scenes. So there's these two horny guys sitting at a oh, God. table. <laughs> Ever seen a better pair of attitudes? I ain't Tell you what, for twenty bucks, you can kiss them. Are you kidding? Ten a kiss here and now. Go ahead. Do it. Go on. Go on. Come on. Come on. Get a kiss. Go ahead. Oh. 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 Ah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Hey, buddy, what are you doing? Are you going to kiss him or not? <laughs> I can't. Just breaks even the pool table like four levels up. They're starting to fighting. Everybody's because, because, fighting. Because this guy just want to feel some titty. I ain't got $20. <laughs> <laughs> this is so dumb. <laughs> and the entire fight break. So Terry Funk starts coming in, like body slamming people. Yeah, he's just beating the shit out of everybody. <laughs> Meanwhile, there's some guy at the bar again. He's he's laughing his ass off at everything <laughs> happened. Like, kind of just he, looks, his- he looks half fucking retarded. <laughs> He's just laughing his ass off, and out of nowhere, the woman's like trying to throw something at somebody else, and the guy moves, and it hits the freaking retarded guy, and it falls like, over. Bird. <laughs> Look a little bit like emo Phillips. Yeah, <laughs> everybody looks half retarded in this movie. Come on, seriously, it's ridiculous. You got you got Hawaiian shirt clad guys who are supposed to be badass. It's like really, yeah. You should be in hedonism in Jamaica, not in road roadhouse. roadhouse. Important uh, uh, to note that Swayze hates the mullet. He said it was the bane of his existence. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't <clears throat> know what his big deal was with that. Well, they said it had to do with the hairspray. Something about between him and. Kelly Lynch, they had so much hairspray that they, they would go through in a day. It was ridiculous. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Interesting. Was Aquanet. it? Aquanet. Not really, but... No, I'm just saying interesting, because I'm looking down at the sheet, seeing what's next. So about so the next day, Swayze goes and he buys a, a shithole car. 67 Buick. The 67 Buick, the one with the clamshell headlight thing. Yeah, you said. which is cool. It is, yeah, I thought it was cool. And he goes out to this <laughs> farm to rent a room that is a... A shithole in front of like the top of a barn, no air conditioner. Yeah. And he meets uh, Ned or something, whatever his Farmer Joe. Yeah, it doesn't really matter yeah, what just, his name is. Again, cliches all over the place. Yeah. And as he's talking to Looks Farm- like Uncle Jesse from Dukes of yeah, Hazard. Exactly. Thank you. So Uncle, we'll call him Uncle, Uncle Jesse. So as they are <clears throat> talking, Uncle Jesse and, and Swayze, he's like, how do you got to rent it for 100 bucks? You know. Then we see this helicopter just blast through. <laughs> <laughs> it's like 20 feet off the ground. 20 feet off. Blast over. There's a river separating the farmhouse, was just Swayze just rented from this McMansion across the river. And that's where this helicopter's headed. So we get a cutaway shot inside the helicopter 
where we're introduced to the villain. Yeah. The most over-the-top, overbearing villain, uh, this Wesley character. Yeah, Brad Wesley. Brad Wesley, who who looks like the villain from Indiana Jones and Raiders of the Lost Ark. He also (laughs) played Jackie Treehorn in The Big Lebowski. Oh, I did not pick that so up. So that's I where you have that, and Sam uh, Sam Elliott is also in the Big Lebowski. Sam Elliott, you know he's a fraternity brother of mine. No, did yeah, not know he's, that. He's a Sigma Alpha Epsilon. That's cool. I'm I'm a Sigma Alpha Epsilon as well. Um, so he steps out of the helicopter, the Banana Republic. Um, again, everything is is uh, just stereotypical. That night. Bolo introduces Dalton to the entire staff. Entire staff. And that's when Dalton Swayze gives his big speech. All right. People who really want to have a good time won't come to a slaughterhouse. And we've got entirely too many troublemakers here. Too many uh, 40-year-old adolescents, felons, power drinkers, and trustees of modern chemistry. It's going to change. And that sure sounds good. But a lot of the guys who come in here, we can't handle one-on-one, even two-on-one. Don't worry about it. All you have to do is follow three simple rules. One, never underestimate your opponent. Expect the unexpected. Two, take it outside. Never start anything inside the bar unless it's absolutely necessary. And three, be nice. Come on. If somebody gets in your face and calls you a cocksucker, I want you to be nice. Okay. Ask him to walk, but be nice. If he won't walk, walk him, but be nice. If you can't walk him, one of the others will help you, and you'll both be nice. I want you to remember that it's a job. It's nothing personal. Uh-huh. Being called a cocksucker and personal? No. It's two nouns combined to elicit a prescribed response. I wonder if somebody calls my mama a whore. <laughs> Is she? <laughs> I want you to be nice until it's time to not be nice. Well, uh, how are we supposed to know when that is? You won't. I'll let you know. You are the bouncers. I am the cooler. All you have to do is watch my back and each other's. Take out the trash. Well, I think he, the first thing he does is fire, he he uh, he fires Terry Funk and he fires the bartender and he fires the... Oh, no, he doesn't fire the bartender yet. No. He fires the chick who was selling the cocaine. Out of her breasts. Yes. Right. So, so he fires those two, so Funk's and gone. they're gone. Bartender's gone. I mean, no, the, the bartender uh, the, stays. Sorry. He goes the next night. Next night. Then the chick selling drugs out of her breasts is gone. And then he gives his whole his speech. I've got three rules. Three rules. The one is... Always, the last one, always, always be nice. Yes. He just stresses it for like 30 seconds, but you don't see it for the rest of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> they, they it just, well, he, you, they doesn't follow any of the fucking no. rules. No. Never start a fight in the bar. Always try to take it outside. He immediately starts fucking fights in the bar. Yeah. Uh, you know, 
don't uh, what was the first rule? Don't underestimate your opponent. Don't underestimate. Yeah, and everybody should help each other out or some mm-hmm. nonsense yeah. like that. Which I guess he doesn't technically do that, but then again, he technically does since Jackie Troyhorn almost freaking kills him at the end of the no, movie. It, so. gets, it gets so bad. It's but so anyway. Bad. Anyway. Uh, so the bar that night, Swayze's kind of just observing everything. As he's observing, he sees one of his bouncers let in a couple underage girls. Yeah. Then he sees the bartender uh, slip some money. Pocketing money. Pocketing some money. Um then this Amazon woman starts dancing on a table, and Swayze kind of in- says, "You know, we." He directs she, one of the bar, uh, the one of the bouncers, to go get her down. The fat boy, right? Yeah, the fat boy to go get her down. Yeah. Course, but this guy who is dating the Amazon woman in Hawaii, the Hawaiian shirt that I just told you about, he just goes right for whips out a knife. Of course he does. <laughs> That's what people do. That's exactly that, what happens. A guy wearing a Hawaiian shirt that actually went to J.C. <laughs> Penny or Hector at that point said, I really like the Hawaiian shirt. It shows my laid back side. I listen to Jimmy Buffett. I want to take this fucking knife to the bar. If somebody touches my girl while she's dancing on the table, I want to kill him. Right. I'm going to get him. I'm going to get him. Uh, so Swayze, that's when Swayze steps in. Of course. And proceeds to, to beat the be nice. In other words, he just beats his ass. Right, beats the living shit out of him, and then takes him out of the bar. And takes him out of the and bar. And then kindly asks the lady to get down off the table. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just to point this out, uh, Jack Crane made all the blades for the movie. Oh, okay. Uh, he also made all the knives and blades for Predator, oh, Die Hard, wow. Die Hard uh, Roadhouse, and Demolition Man. So I wanted to point that out, considering the fact that we've already done Predator, we've done Die Hard, yeah. we're currently doing Roadhouse, and next week we're doing Demolition well, Man. That Dude, that is a tie-in from hell. Uh, that is very good, dude. All four of those movies were produced by Joel Silver. That, yeah, Joel Silver, yeah. Yeah, so I know I pointed that out earlier about Joel Silver. That's okay. Very good pickup, man. Um, awesome pickup. Yeah. Thank you for that pickup. You're welcome, sir. <clears throat> it's a kindler, gentler Jimmy. Meanwhile, it is. Meanwhile, this blonde with these big ass titties is eyeing Swayze up. Yep. Don't know her name, but she's. It she, does, I don't think we ever found. We never. Out. She just the, the blonde, the big ass titty who just gives eyes to she's, Swayze. She's uh, important. Bradley's. Uh, Wesley's. We, Brad Wesley. Wesley's. Uh, Wesley. Chick. I guess it's her chick, or it's either the her chick, or it's the guy he beats the shit out of his chick. I have no idea. I could never really tell. I All I know is she was blonde, big hair, big tits. Big old. I mean, there's lots of big tits in this movie. Massive amounts. That's not for me. What's wrong? What are you doing over there, buddy? You got something wrong? No. Oh, that's uh, Kenji's water bottle. Yeah. You you buy these kids all these expensive toys, and they end up playing with freaking water bottles. Okay. Well, I, I just wanted to make sure wasn't from me. So uh, <coughs> Swayze ends up firing the bouncer and the bartender because he catches the bouncer. Well, he counts, catches the bouncer fucking the, the underage chick in the back room. In the back room. <laughs> <laughs> well, she didn't look like a 14-year-old, but I think she was supposed to be underage. Yeah. Uh, I'm off, dude. And so he's like, I'm on my break. <laughs> well, don't come back. <laughs> <laughs> I, there are a lot of one-liners oh at the my beginning God. of the movie, but it doesn't get bad 
until a little bit later. Yes. And there is a certain point in the movie where, uh, and I actually wrote it down. Um, there, it's much, much later. But once you get to the point where he says, you're too stupid to have a good time, every single line from that point on is a one-liner. Yes, like, is. there is no real dialogue left in no, the movie it's just at one that liners. point. It's just kind of one-liner after one-liner. Because the writers gave up on Even the fucking point. replies are one-liners. Yes. Nobody has a serious conversation after that point. Yeah, they just gave up. The writers just gave up. So, I just found that interesting. <laughs> kind of like, you know... Fathers give up around forty years old. Yeah, well, we haven't. That's that's still a ways away. Ways away. But uh, I just find that amusing about this movie because there are a lot of one-liners in it, but it really devolves Mm -hmm. at at that point in time. Like the writers just kind of gave up. Yeah, they just they they seriously just like this is a shitty ass movie. I don't know what this movie is. (laughs) It's people thirty years from now probably gonna think it's a chick flick. It is a chick flick, dude. I'm just saying. A homoerotic chick flick, right? It, I didn't say it was homoerotic. You said it was homoerotic. No, that's not how it works. You said it earlier. I did not. You, you, you said it. You pointed out the fact that Swayze takes his shirt off a lot. I said Swayze takes off his shirt all the time. You jumped on that, though. You did. You jumped on it right My away. My point was the chicks, that's the whole point, was that it was a chick flick, that he kept taking his fucking shirt off all the time. And then he's walking with the bare ass in the moon scene and everything else. I, you know, just because I'm acknowledging that it's a chick flick doesn't make it a homoerotic. There's other thing. ways that you can acknowledge that it's a chick flick because he's got the romance with Doc. The romance, it, honestly, like okay, f- it's before that though. It starts before. It starts at that very first fucking scene that you see him in. Mm-hmm. He takes his goddamn shirt off. They get to the bar. The very next scene, he's in another fight. He gets knifed. He's going to the hospital. He takes his fucking shirt off. He starts hitting one the blonde on Kelly Lynch. You know, it's only another scene or two before the waitress walks in on him while he's in his fucking bed. He's of course naked, sleeping nude. Uh, so you get to see his ass. He's totally fucking nude. Then uh, two scenes later, he's fucking Kelly Lynch. I mean, it's the whole movie. It's every other scene. He's naked or at least partially nude. They end the movie when they're in the fucking water swimming around naked. That, but me acknowledging that is how is that homoerotic? <laughs> that's me ex- literally acknowledging show, that this was no, a. Let's be honest. Let's be honest here. In the beginning of the show, you said, "I told you this room, this movie had a lot of homoerotic scenes in there." I didn't say that. You said that. I said it was a chick flick. Okay. Go you you go back and listen. I to won't it. go back and listen. I didn't I say have anything to. about homoerotic. You fucking might have said homoerotic. I said chick flick. You a homophobe? No, I'm not a homophobe. Jesus Christ. You should know <laughs> that by now. But just because I say something doesn't make it homoerotic. <laughs> Good Lord, you man. defend yourself there, brother. <laughs> I'm, I'm completely secure in my sexuality. It's 2019 where, where they're outlawing people in, 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 in England and Canada if they don't use a proper pronoun. I want to be called she. If actually gets called he, you go to jail. <laughs> fucking, fucking assholes. Yeah. That's why I don't give a shit anymore. Don't apologize. <sighs> I don't. Good. When do I? You should never apologize anymore. Except for to Scott. 
but that's don't ever, you don't, know. don't ever apologize to him either. I he apologize. knows what he's doing. He's a he's a mega troll. I apologize to him for God, for him. Yeah, for what God produced. I I agree. I feel sorry for when he wakes up. Anyway, I'm uh, sorry for his wife. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know he wears Tevas too. <laughs> he wears what? Tevas. Tevas. He wears Tevas just like Brian. Oh Jesus! We're gonna, we're gonna have we're gonna have two pairs of Tevas in here in a couple weeks. Oh. For <laughs> All right, let's move on. Let's uh, not make this into a three-hour marathon yeah, for Christ's sakes. We're good. Um, so the ba- the bartender bouncer get fired. Said Swayze goes out to see his car get fucked up. That's when you realize, ah, that's why he bought the shitty car. Yeah. If you drove in the Mercedes, they get fucked up. Right. So. It's, we go to Swayze's new swanky pad in the middle of the woods, the mosquito-infested woods, where, of course, as you said, he's a... Uh, does he have a shirt off in this scene, Paul? Uh, which scene? When he's reading the book, and then there's a big-ass party He's happening. not reading Hamlet. I'm just... I write that. I'm just... Well, I said a book, and the yeah. notes it says Hamlet, because I'm just joking around. Well, the book is actually... Uh, uh, I wrote it down. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Jim Harrison's Legend of the Fall. Oh, that which kind of late, you know, we can take the take a little sidetrack here for a second. OK, it's in your notes. I wrote this down because you wrote down. You didn't want to waste time. Right. I wrote down. I personally believe that Dalton is a douche. And the reason is he has a degree in philosophy from NYU. Yes. Well, that's he's, he's automatically douche right there. He's reading Jim Harrison's Legend of the Fall. Mm-hmm. And he says shit like, nobody ever wins a fight. That actually comes up in a second when he's in talking to the doctor. Mm-hmm. Nobody ever wins a fight. It, it's just like, you're... You have the... If you have an action movie, you have the cliche action hero, like... Which, you know... Back in the day, it was like Arnold Schwarzenegger, Okay. And then it kind of evolved into the Bruce Willis character who was, you know, against the biggest, you know, the biggest odds in the world. Right. Okay. Then you have this guy and he's just so fucking douchey and pretentious. And I'm, you've seen, you see this character every once in a while. More often he is a bad guy Mm -hmm. than a good guy. Or an anti-hero who changes ways. True. Very true. But. In this particular movie, he's sub- he's just supposed to be enlightened. Yeah, he's better than everybody else. You know, and it's just like oh, I know more God. than you do. Uh, every the more and more you sit there and you pay attention to the things that he says, it's the, like the be the be nice is a perfect example. Yeah. Just be nice. Yeah. If they get in your face and call you a cocksucker, then just be nice. Be extra nice. What if he calls my mom a whore? Or is, is she? Is she? Uh, come on, Yeesh. douche. Stop. If he would have been a man if he was reading something like The Sun Also Rises by Hemingway. Sensu. Who never fucking, who, who wasn't gay, by the way. He didn't sleep with men. You're wrong a couple podcasts ago. I want to double check that and call your ass out now. Just keep forgetting to do that. Hemingway? No, he never slept with other guys. He slept it, with everything. No, dude. he did not. Hemingway fucked everything. You thinking of Whitman? Whitford? Whitman, Walt Whitman. Uh, maybe I Which am. he was probably reading that shit, too, in this movie. No, just Jim Harrison. Probably in other scenes that were cut out as he's blowing <laughs> shit up. 
It has these blowing <laughs> guys. Before, before this movie really devolves and just, what the fuck? This movie has a lot of, what the fuck is that there for? <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of it. A lot of just, what the fuck? this is just, <laughs> makes no sense. Why is this happening? So, so as he's reading uh, Legend of the Fall, across the river, uh, Wesley, Indiana Jones villain, mm-hmm. <laughs> Is having this all oh, this whole crowd of people of tits and ass and the guys. Tits and ass party. No, tits and ass. It's like a parade of just tits and ass. <laughs> they have a swimming pool in the back, which apparently Dalton can see everything just that's everything. going on. He, he just looks over, and of course, you know, he's in this barn. There's no wall in this one place, so he just looks over. That was the other thing. Like, <laughs> he's got these doors that open to yeah. nothing. Yes. Yeah, so and you just, just keep waiting for out. him to fucking fall, yeah, just fall, fall on his face. That's his loft. It's just weird. He looks at me, and of course, he sees this party, and he doesn't really react to it. And out comes Wesley in this pink robe. So he's just like, hmm, where can I get me one of those? Pretty much, man. Cut it off there for Roadhouse Part 1. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, part 2 is coming to you next week, and we, Paul and I are working on an exhaustive list of movies throughout the year. We do have a couple changes coming up. Uh, I, I do know that uh, our next movie after this will be the special uh, broadcast with uh, Red Maryland's Brian Griffiths for Demolition Man, followed by Friday the 13th. There's going to be a live episode. and We've mentioned this before. September 13th, live at 7 or 8 o'clock. We'll have more information uh, passed along to you if you want to listen to that. And uh, following that, we have a, a I guess we'll be entering uh, almost Halloween season. But more importantly, we will have our one-year anniversary show. Details to follow. Details to follow. With that being said, make sure to find us on social media, JB's Drive-In Podcast. Uh, We're all over the place. Stitcher, SoundCloud, you name it. I'm not going to repeat them all. Uh, And a very special birthday to Gregory Klein. It's appropriate that uh, Roadhouse is coming out on his birthday. Very appropriate. Very inside. Very inside joke. Anyway, hope you enjoyed uh, Roadhouse Part 1. We'll see you next week for Roadhouse Part 2.